0: Get ready for Coffee with Dave, the Daily Grind, your first step to life leadership. Uh, yesterday, we had a bit of a what we you call it a crazed video where I kind of threw a lot of things in there. And that was one of those ones I did off the cuff where sometimes I come up and I'll have an intention, I'll have an idea, I'll I'd have a kind of a structure in my head as to what I want to talk about. ...due to certain aspects in my life... ...or what's happened with the groups... ...or what's happening in, in the world today... ...but yesterday I was up... ...I was doing some stuff... ...and I said you know what... ...let's do the fucking video now... ...let's get back to basics... ...and that's where it stemmed from... ...and I went off on one... ...as I normally do okay... ...so it was kind of... ...is the word irrational... ...I don't fucking know... ...but it was like... ...I was going everywhere on the mind map... ...and things are popping in and out... ...but for me... ...that's what it's all about... ...I would struggle... ...to go up and talk to one of the people with an actual structure, as in, you must get through all these points, Dave. You must talk in a certain manner, Dave. You must not use bad language, Dave. You must use certain pauses and facial expressions so you get your point across and you're more professional and you're like a fucking lecturer. That's not me, okay? And, some people get it, some people won't. And at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter to me. I just, like, I kind of say this a lot and it comes across as being condescending or I'm a know-it-all or I don't really care about people. It's quite the opposite. I'm quite humble. Um, I know my limitations, okay? Do I have limiting beliefs? Yes, to a certain extent, but I'm trying to get over them. So I'm human. But what I try and do is put myself out there and share what I believe. And I have definitely a different approach because I've spoken to... I believe it or not, I actually, a lot of my circle are therapists and coaches and business coaches and leadership coaches and mindset coaches, uh, master practitioners, and that's a lot of my circle. And I'd safely say that if there was 100 of us, 98 of them operate in a certain structured way, and it's by the book, as I call it. And then there's maybe two of us, me included, that push the boat a little bit. And we have different different approach, different ways of coming across. And maybe some people will get that. Maybe some people will say it's not professional. Maybe some people will turn it off, won't listen to it. And this is where the sounding condescending comes in. And that I'm up my own hoop, as they say. Um, I don't really give a shit at the at the end of the day for me. Because it's about, it's about real life for me. It's about passion. It's about... Speaking what's in here, okay, and in here mainly, because if we talk may, only from here, from what we've learned, from what the books have said, from what the certain the wall says, from what Mick down the fucking road said, from what everybody else is saying, so you fit him with their fucking plan, you fit him with their structure, you fit in with the academic way, or the way you've been taught in college, the way you've been taught. And I've done uh, speaking school, but I'm a little bit different than the speakers over right there, okay. And as I said before, I kind of got my ass handed to on a plate there because they were like, wow, you can't fucking talk like that. And I was like, oh, why not? Why not? Let's go against the grain here. Let's fucking share stuff and see if real people will respond to this. People who want the quick fix and the fucking answers laid out for them, one to 10, so that I can succeed now. I can lose weight now. I can go and do the marathon now because I have the structure of one to 10. I'm off for you guys. I don't give you the fucking, the answers one to ten. Because there, for me, there is no answer one to ten. Yes, you can have a training program, a training regime for the marathon. Yes, you can be given nutrition advice or guidance to, to lose weight. Yes, you can be given a business plan or to do your brain dump and your steps for 90 days. But you know what we can't give you? Can we give you motivation? Can we give you inspiration? A little bit of it. A kick in the ass now and again or a rub in the belly, depending on who you work with. Yes, we can. But it's down to you as an individual. It's down to you taking ownership. And yesterday I spoke about going back to basics. And it can be a bit flippant of me. And maybe a little bit irresponsible because I know what I do works. I know it works for me. I know it works for my one-to-one clients. I know it works for various people in the group. The majority of them. But I must remember as well that different people are watching me at different times. So some of you guys have watched me from day one when I started doing the daily stoic when I start doing those meditations, uh, my impression or my perception of them on a daily basis. So you've taken in a lot over the last 18 months, two years, where when I mention reason, choice, you know what I'm on about. When I mention emotional reaction or response, you kind of know what I'm on about because it's in there from before. But it, I, I forget sometimes that, and again, it's going to sound condescending, people are not on the same level as me. Not in a, in a up here or down here level. But in the same way of thinking level, as in you've heard everything I've talked about before. And I, I must remember that as well. And that's down to professionalism, isn't it? And um, to being open to learning and to understanding. Because I know, my, yes, in my video, um, I got a lot of messaging about it, a lot of response about it. And uh, maybe I poked the bear for certain aspects. And some people are like, what do you mean by reason, choice? What do you mean by what you're saying about emotional responses and reactions here? And I just don't get it. So what I'm going to talk about today is, and is this video a bit more structured than yesterday? I believe it is because I'm not going crazy yet, but I might do. Give it a couple of moments. So depending on who you watch or who, what you read, who you listen to, and I know a lot of you guys there is listen to all the, the audio books and you're reading books and you want to be successful, you want to achieve. And the majority of, of people in, in the human race want to achieve, they want to better themselves. want to improve themselves but it's clouded by the modern day world and this has happened throughout centuries back in the roman times i want to have a better shield i want to have a gold sword not a fucking silver sword i want to have a crown on my head not a crown of thorns all that kind of stuff you want to improve yourself the whole time and achieve and it's right the way through but we're blinded by what's out there as in the 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 physical aspect a bigger house a bigger car all this kind of stuff yeah um, and I've, I've been there in my life because I want to have the four Ranger. I still talk about that. And one day I might get it. If I don't, who gives a fuck, right? Um, we choose and we react and ultimately respond to different situations that sometimes are out of our control or sometimes that are in our control down to our beliefs, what we're taught in school, what we've learned from our parents, from our circle when we're younger, all the way through our life. And we've developed a set of beliefs. So I believe in certain things. And no matter what you say, I may not change those beliefs. Even though times have moved. It's like I read, I was reading a book there yesterday morning and it was saying like almost every hour there's a new word, a new phrase, there's new technology, there's new software for your phone. They're always fucking updating. Here's a new update. Again, everything's changing. But a lot of us are stuck in our beliefs from the three meals a day in Ireland and the... the, the way I mention religion in this, the Catholic way or the Protestant way or the whatever, the fucking other religions there is, I don't know what there is, but you're stuck in that belief system and at times you break away from it and then you're the rebel. You know all these people who, they, they used to wear the hoods and the mask over their face and now they're gone and they're like, oh they're rebels. They're broken away from that culture or you might break away from, like you're not going to uh, be a nun, you're going to be something else or a priest back in the day, your parents want to be a priest and now you're not going to be a firefighter and they're like, they're fucking devastated because they brought you up a certain way where they believe you should be a priest because you're a great little man and you should be a priest and serve the Lord. But maybe you fucking don't want that. And some of us get stuck in the beliefs and we're rooted in them. And our whole life choices, and this is where I'm going with this, are decisions. If you hang on for a while, I'll get to the fucking point. So see how I'm trying to be calm today. Um, so everything that we've been taught Every emotional experience we've had throughout our life and how we've responded or reacted to that throughout our life is mapped out where we are now today. So ultimately, when I was 11 and my dad passed away suddenly, my emotional reaction to that and my response caused me to go into a dark place at that young age, which gave me those suicidal tendencies, which meant that I didn't want to be on this planet. I wanted to die. I wanted to leave. Because I felt somewhat responsible. From my dad dying. I felt at that young age that because he worked so hard and he wanted to get me a bike for Christmas that it was my fault. So I lived with that for years. On the day that he died I felt emotionally unattached from everybody else. I felt I was the last person in the room to get the hug. There was like so much stuff and we all have these things. Everyone's lost somebody in their life. If you haven't lost somebody in your life, somebody, somewhere, a granny, an aunt, a friend, whatever, we've all lost it. We all suffer that pain. It's how we respond and react to that that can change our dynamic and really change our path where we're going. So for those years from 11 onwards, even though, and I know, I actually said this in the video, did I say it yesterday? That you shouldn't be on here looking for fucking hugs and high fives and, and likes. But let's, let's use this as an example, okay? Because it's real fucking life. So at various stages in my teenage years, I wanted to die. In my military career, I planned and mapped out how I could kill myself. So how it could be all ended. And that's where I was in my life. Despite being happy and bubbly and doing this stuff, on the exterior. But those thoughts that were in here, in the back of my head, they affected every single decision in my life. Did they stop me from achieving? Not in my career sense, because I achieved everything I wanted. But did this, did this stop me from being the person I wanted to be? Definitely because I was closed off to certain things I was stuck in that moment that day from my father passed away did I choose that now a grief counsellor might disagree with this or another mindfulness coach or um, a mental health specialist or whatever it might. But was I stuck in that day and did that affect me throughout my life and um, were my choices every choice I made affected by that yes for me they were definitely 100% it changed me as a person could I have made better choices? Could I have snapped out of it myself? I don't know. Because as I said, I never went and got help. I never went and said, I need help. I'm depressed. I feel like I don't want to be on this planet. I need help. I didn't do that. I tried to deal with myself, which was incorrect, correct? That's down to the experts, isn't it? But I'm still here today, and I'm a better person. For what I've realized over the years, it took me a long, long time to come to terms and again I mentioned Joanne yesterday and she helped me a lot in this down to meditations which is why I'm so passionate about them because as I mentioned before we struggle with being alone with up here we can go and have conversations with people we can sit in the room and have conversations we can go on a car journey with somebody we hardly know and talk for fucking two hours to get to Cork we can spark up conversations with people we don't know we can go and do your fucking swipe left, swipe right, wherever it is, and go meet people for a blind date and have a chat and have a conversation. But when you're asked to sit alone with no phones, no TV, no nothing, and just sit there with your own thoughts, we're fucking terrified. We don't know how to converse with with ourselves anymore. And we struggle with it. And is it down to because, as I said yesterday, you fell off the bike when you were six and got a lollipop. Is it down to um, losing your parents? Is it down to being bullied in school? Is it down to being abused? Is it down to not having... The perfect start in life, to having a disability and injury, to having what you see as being a weakness, to having anxiety. All these things are going to affect your decisions in life. But again, for me, it's how we take ownership of this, how we look at it, how we stop blaming certain aspects of our life to move forward. So if I'm still here, focused on how sad and how unlucky and how poor me because my dad died at 11. If I focus on that all the time, it's going to affect every single decision I make in my life, every emotional response. I'm going to, re- I'm going to re- react in a certain way. And this can lead to lots of stuff. We, we, we might, may know people that have anger issues. We may know people that have anxiety. And we try and track back to where that root is. And this is where a lot of coaches will do that. They'll find the root, they'll bring you back to there and let you deal with it. And do I agree with that? In a certain sense, yes. But you know what? Sometimes there's no point in going over and digging up that fucking grave and taking the skeletons out. Maybe you can go and you can sit at the grave and you can have forgiveness for yourself, for the way you responded. Maybe you can have acceptance for this is life you can't change what's happened and gone on before. Do you, if you were bullied or worse than that, I don't want to mention certain things here because certain people will have things happening in their past and I don't want to sound as if I'm coming across um, disrespectful to it, but whatever's happened to you in the past, on a certain level, can you forgive yourself and stop blaming yourself for certain things that have happened? I believe we can. Do we have to like what happened to us before? No. Do I have to... A fucking throw a party and like that my dad died and for me changing my whole my whole world my whole dynamic no I don't have to like it but I don't have to live in that zone all the time down here in the dark place in the room where the door is fucking locked it's up to me to unlock that fucking mind prison up here to say okay this is what this is where I am and it's like I've said loads of times the excuses we feed ourselves when you see Mick that's achieving there and he's on stage and you pick the fucking bones out of Mick oh yeah because he has everything. He had it lucky. I was in fucking a remand centre as a kid. I was an orphan. I was this. I was that. All the fucking excuses under the sun to say why well, you can't be where Mick is. Are someone invalid? Maybe. Did he have a better financial upbringing? Did he have contacts in certain places to get where he is? Maybe. But why does that stop you from working? Why does that stop you from achieving? Why does that stop you from stepping fucking up and saying, I'm taking action to improve myself? And when you look at Mick up there on stage, you might realise, I don't want to be him. He's a dick. I don't want to be up there talking. I don't want to do this. I want to do this. Let's go and do it. It's within my grasp. It's something I have to work towards. Not the easy life. Something I have to work towards and go towards. I've used this example loads of times, okay? And I'm kind of going um, off track as, as always here. But loads of people have used this. I've heard it in loads of books. I've heard it in loads of things. and Because it's so common. I'm coming up here... To, I'm going to drop the kids to school and someone pulls out in front of me because you're know, on a school morning rush and the, the soccer mom pulls out in front of me or a soccer dad and they just go woo, and they're flying out and they have a peeper carrier no one's dropped in there's fucking kids flying everywhere ah lunch boxes all over the place and they're flying in front of me how I respond to that can change my energy okay so she pulls out in front of me or he pulls out in front of me i have to jam on the brakes or just slow down not even jam on just slow down change my speed I can grip the steering wheel and I'm fuck you anyway fucking this and I'm trying to get to I'm trying to get to, to school I have to drop these off and I have to do this and, and it changes your energy and now I'm driving up really close behind them I can't get by because there's traffic I shouldn't even be thinking of getting by because I've got kids in the back but I'm up there behind looking and going oh, and I'm like this and they can see in the mirror they can feel the energy remember and I always use it the dance floor years ago for those of you who are as old as me and there's a girl over there and you're over here and you're giving her the eyeballs because you really like to have a dance and she goes, who's looking at me? Oh, that fucking idiot over there is looking at me. And they know, you can sense that. Okay? So that person can sense Oh, and they might feel, oh, I'm under pressure here. I'm looking after my mom. She's fucking dying at home. I have to get back to get Bobby his lunch for fucking work because he can't make a fucking cheese sandwich himself. He's fucking useless. The kids are in the back. They're not even strapped in. They were strapped in. Never they not strapped in. Everything's am a mad mom. And there's lunch boxes everywhere. There's ham sandwiches there. They didn't They didn't want the healthy option. I had to get my ham sandwiches. And now everyone's talking about me. And she's stressed out to the fucking nines. The petrolite is on in the car because she never fills it. And she's like, oh my God, will I get to school and get back or not? Her life is already in turmoil. And now she has dickhead Dave behind her. Up her hoop, going, come on, what did you do? She's stressed out as it is. And now I'm imposing my stress, that my emotional reaction to what she did on her. She can feel it. It adds to her day. Whose decision was it to pull out? Hers. So ultimately, do we have a blame game here? Is she blaming me for doing it? Is she blaming herself? Is she blaming her husband at home because he can't make a fucking cheese sandwich? Or what's she doing? We don't know about her life. But now I've also impacted my boys in the back. Because dad is in the front and he's fucking gone mad. He's giving out. He's cursing. Oh, I used the F word. And he's like grabbing on and he's shouting and roaring. And he's like, what's happened, dad? Ah, just leave me alone. I'm fucking doing this and I'm going out here. And it's all stress. She goes to school, drops the kids, goes back. And she's all stressed out. I'm about to put it in front of that man there. Could have caused an accident. And her day is affected. Her choice, her decision to move out. Okay. I go to work now. I'm dropping the boys off. 100 miles an hour. I go in. And I'm like, I fucking should have seen this am on there, put it in front of me. And now I'm affected Mick here. Mick is having his fucking cooking his latte there. He's just left a relationship where he's struggling. Because his missus has no interest in him. He's overweight. He's stopped playing football with the boys. He's nothing to do. There's no football on. It's mid-fucking season. He's depressed. And now... Dickhead, Dave, comes in. Do you suck him up out in front of me? And he's trying to have his day, and thinking, oh my God, I need a bit of peace here. And now Dave's on with this fucking woman in the in the car. And the whole day in the office, I'm telling everybody about this woman in the car. I've affected all those other people by my energy, by my mood, by my choices, by my emotional reaction to what that person did. So how do we... we can put that in any any aspect of our life, any situation of our life. When we meet people, when something happens in work, when you didn't get your, your um, assignment in on time. When your boss wasn't happy with you. If you're a boss, you're not happy with somebody else. You must think of the dynamics of the, the conversation, the energy connection. And what I always say is, pull yourself out for a moment. So if you can breathe, when that person pulls out in front of me, can I take myself out of the situation straight away? Yes, I can. You can do it. And people say, oh, how would you, sure? Let's have to pull it out. It's a reaction. Yes. You can change your reactions into a response. So when she pulls out in front of me, or he pulls out in front of me, I respond by taking a breath. Breathing immediately slowing down my heart rate, immediately bringing oxygen to my brain, which is the part that we fucking need, yeah, to respond, to compute up here. And all of you gurus are there and tell me which side, the left side, the the back side, the upside, the fucking downside. But for me, it's the monkey up here. The monkey needs to fucking breathe to calm down, stop the monkey chatter. If I can breathe and whip myself out of the situation, so what happens? This can be done in Milliseconds. What happened? A car pulled out in front of me. No one died. Was it dangerous? Yes. But what's the point in blaming people? It's happened. It's already done. You can't fucking change it. And then you say to yourself, how do I react to this? I have kids in the back. What's that person going through? Are they in a rush to get to the hospital? Are they stressed out to the nines? Are they just fucking stupid? Can't fix that, can we? Well, maybe we can. I don't know. But how I respond to that is key. It's really important. So if I breathe and say, okay, Slow your pace. Slow your fucking pace. Just explain to the boys that it's a dangerous situation. Have a conversation with them. This is what happened here, lads. That person pulled out in front of us. Maybe they were in a hurry. Maybe they didn't see us. But they're okay. They're safe when we're safe. And we carry on. What has changed in our day? Nothing. Apart from a learning experience for the boys in the back. And for you as a person. Do you go into Mick in the office then who's having his latte and trying to have a bit of peace? And say, this one, pull out. No, you don't. You walk in and say, how, how are you, Mick? How are you keeping? That girl who pulled out, or that man who pulled out, who's having the issues at home, which I already mentioned, pulls out and goes, oh, God, that was a silly thing to do. Whew, has a breath and carries on with their day, with her own issues. So this is what I mean about remote, emotional re- reactions and responses. And it's a very, very basic example, which I go off on a big story about, I know, but it makes it more real. But we can do this anywhere. As I said, as a boss, when you're talking to people who you see as being below you, how you interact with them in an energetic way is key. When you're home in the evenings and your partner comes in after working all day, whichever one of you it is, or you're both working and you come down and you sit down, and that emotional connection, energetic connection, if we don't have that energy where we listen to each other and we listen in a calm way and hear what people are saying, We'll never make progress. We'll always be in that reactive state because you will be like, yeah, go on, keep telling me about your day. I, I actually couldn't give a fuck because the match is starting in five minutes and I'm starving. You haven't made me fucking dinner. And you're telling me about Mary down the road who went to next at three in the morning because she's nuts because she wanted to buy fucking stuff for the kids for school. Are you finished now? All right, Make me dinner. Come on, let's go. And we don't listen. We don't, we don't connect. We don't have that energy connection. So we're in a reactive mode or we're waiting. And I see you ladies in the coffee shops doing this, okay? And the lads, I don't think they do it as much. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone can correct me. But it's like, you're sitting having your fucking, your mochaccino. And you're there with your straw and your, toasty, your toasted cheese bleeding sandwich from Costa, which has 4,000 calories in it. And you're like, wait, let tell you. I was down there. When... And you're going off on this fucking story. And Mary's sitting across the table from me going, yeah, yeah. And in her head, she's going, what? I'm not even listening to this. I want to tell her all about fucking Bernie and Mark down the road who did this yesterday. And then as soon as she's finished talking, when she goes to I take a breath, because you don't breathe for about four minutes and you go, <gasps> there's your opportunity. Oh, i did I tell you about Bernie and Mick and you fly off from him. And he's had a conversation for an hour. I was a great catch up. BFFs and all that kind of stuff and high fives, hugs and a COVID elbow and you walk her to the door and if I asked you to write down what did the other person say, you wouldn't have a fucking breeze. You remember two things probably. Because there's no energy connection. Why? Because you're in a reactive state. You're not in a responsive state. You're not in a steady state. You want to spew your shite all over them. You don't want to listen. You don't want to hear. And that's the problem with this nowadays for me. How does this fit in with your food, with your training, with your making success as a person to improve yourself? Whether it's in the gym, whether it's just to get 5,000 steps a day because you're at a stage where you can only do 1,000s. Because you must remember, everyone's in a different area of their life. And when I do the wolf walks, we get people in here, I always ask them to send me certain things. And it shows people, individuals, that the dynamic of the group is massive. It changes all the time. Everyone brings something to the table. Everyone comes with a weakness or a perceived weakness, our perception of it. Everyone comes with anxiety, with worries. We all carry our own baggage. But we also always come with our own skills and what we're good at. And depending on what task we're doing, So in our academy, we've laid down tasks. Some people are weak at it, and some people are not. So if you're the one that's not getting the 10,000 steps or the 5,000 steps over this, you have a perception of yourself as not being able to achieve like others, which for me is an incorrect perception. It's a judgment. You're judging yourself. And that's the next thing I want to talk about is having your perception of something and then judging others and judging yourself. Again, it's down to the self-talk. So when we decide to ourselves, okay, I'm going to do this task, we immediately find fault with ourselves. So, I'm going to become a mindfulness master practitioner, which is what I said to myself two, year, two and a half years ago. And I said, well, sure, how would I? I wouldn't have a clue about that. I couldn't do all that study. I don't know how to talk about mindfulness. I don't have the vocabulary. I curse too much. I don't have the, the brain power. Sure, what am I, ex army? What do I have a fucking clue about it? I give myself all the excuses under the sun as to why I couldn't achieve. I have a perception of me as an individual. So my perception of me coming from the military was that I'm inferior to civilians who have all these degrees. I don't have to... And it's, I've always struggled with this, and I mentioned before, that I've always struggled with my language. Not my bad language. I don't give a fuck about that. There we go. It's the do I have the proper vocabulary? Going back to when I was doing my first course after the military as, as a therapist, and I was told to ask a question. When I, only, when I could ask a question in a proper manner, he'd answer for me. He nearly got the fucking... The, the one, two, the left hook followed by a fucking uppercut because it was so demeaning. But I responded to that instead of reacting to it. I responded to somebody telling me that I wasn't fucking good enough or I couldn't, I didn't have the long words to hold conversations at cocktail parties, okay? So I wasn't good enough to ask a bloody question. So up here, I reacted. I was like, fuck you, pal. I will knock you the fuck out. But in here, I responded in a room full of people and said, you know what? I'm better than this. I'm bigger than this. Who is this pompous ass up here with a fucking title and some letters behind his name? He's nothing. Nothing in my world or my life. So why should I let him affect me? Why should I let him change my dynamic, my emotional responses in here? Because we're all bigger than that in here. We're beautiful human beings that are here to care for others. That's what we're here for. It's to care for others. But unless we care for ourselves first, unless, as Mother Teresa says, you go home and love yourself first, we can't do that. So the self-talk up here is key. And we can talk all day about prepper food, which to me, again, is simple, but for others, it's fucking hard. Like someone asked how to prep my food. I'm like, it's fucking easy, like. You're making rice for one meal. You need 40 grams of rice. I want to make 10 meals. 400 grams of rice. Do the math. For me, it's simple because I do it. But for others, it's like, how will I make all that fucking rice? Where Will I store it? Will I freeze it? Will I put it in the fridge? Will I-? I don't know what to do with it. So we have to remember that everyone's at a different level but it's down to the choices, I'm going back to this now, and the perceptions you have of yourself and the beliefs you brought up with. And I'm going to go here now. We need to have an open mind. I'm trying to put all my videos in the last two years into one. An open mind, a beginner's mind. We need to have a self-awareness of our limitations, our beliefs, how we can change them in order to move forward. How we can change, as Joanne says, from... um, is it a stuck mindset? I don't fucking know. Uh, to a growth mindset. So are you stuck here or are you able to grow? Can you improve? Can you achieve? And we can flip that around quite easily by changing our own language up here. But once we can breathe in here and become comfortable with ourselves, if we're overweight, if we're unfit, if we have an injury, if we don't have leave insert or college, I don't have college. It doesn't bother me. What I have is life life experience life skills and every single one of you people that watch this video have life experience and life skills it's what you do with them and it's when you take ownership of where you are and stop blaming yourself for where you are stop blaming yourself for not being over here where you want to go stop blaming mick down the road or mary or your ma or your da or your best friend because you didn't achieve and take fucking ownership of you This is where I am because of me, because of my life choices. How I responded and reacted and took action after things happened to me. After the tsunami hit, i just lie in the mud and not do anything. No, I got up and I built a fucking mud hut and I built a canoe in case of another tsunami. So I learned from that and I carried on. Did I spend the whole rest of my life blaming the tsunami because I had nothing left? No, I built a fucking mud hut and a canoe. So I made the best of what I had to improve myself and when we will we fall off will we get hurt will we get injured will we try and achieve and then something knocks us back outside of our control yes of course it will death will happen illness will happen people will leave us people will come into our life we we'll lose jobs we we'll get jobs we we'll change and people will blame the situation happens so I had to do this you fucking didn't The situation happens. It's how you respond to that is key. We respond emotionally first with a fight or flight when something happens. So we go, (gasps) do I run? Do I stay? We breathe. A lot of the time we breathe in. We don't fucking breathe out. We go blue. We kill over and we die. How about breathing and going, okay, this has happened. How can I adjust? What can I change? What's triggering me to... Be aggressive what's triggering me to go for the food what's triggering me to have self-doubt what's triggering me to have um per self-talk find what the trigger is and then change it understand it realize accept it and say okay this is what's happening so how do I change it I flip it to the positive and is that easy no it's not of course it's not but can it be done yes it can and anybody who tells me it can't be done bollocks to me Because we can change any situation that happens to us into a positive. Is it the best situation we want? No. But can we take something from it and move on? Yes. Otherwise, we stay static, stuck as an 11-year-old boy who lost his dad. We stay there. When we learn to breed, when we learn to have that third-person perspective, when we learn to take ownership, to have self-awareness, to get over our limiting beliefs... To have a beginner's mind. I'm putting it all into a nutshell here for you. When we learn to that we're going to have curveballs, we're going to have obstacles, we're going to get hurt. That we might not know the actual steps ahead of us, but we do know that we have to take a step. It's only then that you can actually say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to take a step now. I'm going to take action. Too many of us take the first step onto the, the meal plan, onto the weight loss plan. Onto the Martin training, onto the business course online, onto the new job, the first step. And then we get spooked. We get scared because it's fucking hard, because it's difficult. No one told me that in the ad that it was going to be fucking hard. No one said I couldn't eat this. No one said I had to go go running to do Martin training. So we get excited like the first step. We get over anxiety. We're on the ladder. And then we get stuck in the ladder. We grip on with fear. We don't know what to do next. Guess what? Take another step, another step and another step. But in the back of your mind, always remember, you must respond in an emotional way. Understand why your heart is racing. Understand why you're feeling emotional. Understand why you're crying. Understand why you feel overwhelmed. Your shortness of breath. And breathe. And I want to mention that again, as I did in the the middle of the video somewhere, I know it's a long one, about meditation. If you can take that time for yourselves, we are too busy, take that 10 minutes every day. I, I don't have time. I have to go to bed at this time. I have to watch fucking Netflix. I have to go and do this. I to go and do that. 10 minutes. Take 10 minutes to meditate. Do a body scan. Do whatever you want to fucking do with your meditation. To go and sit and have a cup of coffee. It's so powerful in your life. What's 10 minutes a day over the, the rest of your life? God knows. Because you waste 10 minutes hanging around with a fucking bus. Guys, respond. Don't react. Or, understand reactions. Look at them. Embrace it and then respond. Have a great one. Get out of it.